guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection episode 119. Welcome into the Mojo Den. It's so good to have you here. This is a safe place, no judgment. We are all about living more, turning down the analyzer and judging less and being open-minded and learning and spreading good positive energy. And I hope that you jump in and feel lighter. And the intention is that something we have said, at least one thing will stick with you as you go into the week or perhaps it may help you further down the line. And whoa, is this episode full of inspiration. I learned so much. I nodded a lot. I, yeah, I just, I love it. So I'm really pleased that you've decided to to join us. Whoop, whoop. So yeah, I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, I've been doing a bit more meditation and sort of slowing down a little bit, surrendering a little bit to how things are at the moment. And I've really noticed just a nice difference with just you know resisting less and living more and I speak often about you know the little joys but for me working on that kind of intuition and um you know stripping away turning that analyzer down and doing meditation specifically to come into you know alignment and to not resist and to have more hope and faith and um what a difference just little things um you know knowing when to go out and check on certain things um a neighbor had lost her keys the other day come back from iran and she'd been looking for ages and uh i just said let me have a wee think and uh i sort of scanned it was a massive big field and uh the sun was glimmering down and i thought i think they're over there there they were um and that was probably sort of 20 seconds and uh, she said I've been looking for ages and I thought I wonder if that's that intuition that's just you know I've been tapping into it and um you know just that clarity that comes you sort of strip away all the nonsense you judge less and you just certain things just come to you at the right time and I think that's amazing and it was really good timing because that was the week that I met up and spoke on zoom with Samantha Heaney um, and Sam is great. Um, she's an intuitive coach who helps women live in flow by connecting more to their feminine energy through the menstrual cycle. Um, through her own personal journey of feeling so disconnected from her body for many years, being diagnosed with a hormonal imbalance and then being able to heal deeply, physically and emotionally, she's now so passionate about helping other women do the same and whoa we just we just go on a journey on this episode and I really invite you just to just to dive in and, and keep an open mind um you can get Sam on insta Sam underscore Heaney underscore um as normal I'll put all the deets in the show notes guys and our website is www.samheaney.com so I'll put all the links there but yeah just dive in have an open mind um i've been doing a lot of sort of chakra clearing this this week and um it's just amazing what we can trap in the body and you know um the kind of biases we pick up or, or the rubbish we pick up along the way and it's been really good just clearing all that out through meditation and prayer and um yeah just 
sort of feel lighter so this discussion is really sort of in flow it's all about being in flow with their energy and um, it's really fascinating so enough ramble for me let's jump in let's do it let's get Sam on and all the love to you Mwah. okay Sam welcome to time for a mojo injection Hello, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, it's really lovely to have you in this space. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes up. Mm. Really, really looking forward to it. So you're an intuitive coach, right? Yes. Talk to me about, before we speak about our cycle, what does the word intuitive coach mean to you? Because I love the word intuition. And I know we've got a, a chakra is it the one, not a crown chakra, but the one below? Um, yeah. It's all about your, your intuition. Eye. Yeah, right. third eyes, they say, is our, our intuition point um, and where we kind of tap into our intuition and have kind of insights of our life and our purpose and and about us essentially um so yeah intuitive coach it was funny I played about with my title you know that way it was like I studied being a coach but then I felt when I was working with people I was able to I was picking up on things in them intuitively specifically women actually because I work mostly with women through my work um but yeah I just found like through it I was beginning to tap into them intuitively and picking up on things and that I shouldn't really know but I did know um, and yeah just in from that and then I found through my work through working with the cycle and helping women tap in with their feminine I was also helping women to become more intuitive with their bodies because they were starting to the more they were starting to understand their body and tap into their own energy they were also then becoming more intuitive with their bodies and what their bodies needed um, and then also starting to see like you know what am I here to do what is my purpose and, and how do I want to show up in the world so, so that's kind of how it all kind of unfolded just through um I guess just through my work through my own personal journey and then through working with other women and and helping them become intuitive too so so yeah are were there tools that you use to really bring your intuition like up a level um so I'm a Reiki practitioner as well so that was something that that was probably one of the first things that I had done when I noticed I was able to to kind of like um tap into to people's bodies I found I would do a session on someone and then after that through the session I would like I would pick up on like a kind of feeling in my body it was normally a sensation that I would get as well um, and I remember at the beginning like after it being like oh I kind of felt like I had a sore knee or or something and then that person would would say oh yeah I've got this wrong with me or that wrong with me so it kind of started with that and then I guess through that then it became more about when I was doing one-to-one -one sessions and I found myself intuitively guiding them through specific meditations or guiding them through maybe a breath work that suited or that was specific for them or or through movement and stuff like that as well and it just kind of like grew and evolved from that I think through more of the practice and stuff that I was doing it just became more and more stronger in what I was doing so so yeah it's been quite a interesting journey and I remember at the start feeling like nah maybe I'm just maybe it's just happened and it's just a one-off but then the more I was doing it the more it was it was happening and it was just like really quite exciting and and like I just wanted to kind of dive into it more and more 
Amazing. Amazing. I wanted to dive a bit deeper into Reiki in a bit, actually, because I've had Reiki um, four, I think four times, and it was all towards the end of 2019. Um, I did take on well after. I know there was a lot of things going on, but I, I found the, it really, really intense. I was also doing an energy course and the intuition was really on fire. And I don't know if partly it was too much at once, but it could have just been a coincidence and it could have been that it was going to happen either way because I'd had such a hectic, well, since being a mom, really, like, you know, being a mom for almost nine, well, nine years. So like, it could have just been something that was going to happen. My brain was frazzled or I wasn't sure if certain things in Reiki because it's really quite uh it can be quite full-on for people and can release a lot of stuff right yeah and like if that person's not maybe ready for that it can feel quite like overwhelming and um yeah you know people can feel quite like oh god I don't know if I'm ready to kind of witness that yet you know because it's releasing any trapped emotions in our body and sometimes that can bring up maybe emotion through it could be anger, it could be, you know, tears, like whatever that may be for you. And you might not be ready for that. So for that, that could be quite a lot. And then that person might want to kind of like push that away and not really deal with it at that time of their life. So, so yeah, it's quite a, it's a very powerful practice and it's something that I love to do. But um, yeah, you want to know that the person's kind of ready for it as well. But when you go into the session sometimes it's kind of challenging to know that whether they're ready for it or not you know but I guess it's like you as a person like if you were kind of saying oh I'd like to have this type of feeling then there must be something inside you that kind of knows that you know if that makes sense so yeah you know for me it was like I was buzzing I I just couldn't believe but there was a lot of other things going on it wasn't just Reiki you know my spiritual practice had really really at the start of 2019 and coming right through I'd immersed myself in like mindfulness meditation reiki prayer energy work and it was like such a transformation and I just went so I felt ready but I was just holy moly just off my face from it all too it's so powerful isn't it yeah. And there's so many of these different tools now that we can tap into to really help us become more spiritual or become more connected to our bodies. And But it can feel quite scary as well because we've been so used to a certain way and like our habits and everything that we've got and our, our stories, our belief systems and stuff. And then suddenly when we start to have that change, we're a bit like, oh, I'm ready for this. It can be a bit scary, you know. It can be, a, it can be really exciting, but quite scary as well. And it's just... Yeah. I guess how you're how you are at that time um and I, I i don't know if you believe that like as an empath um because i'm definitely an empath we're more sensitive to that so perhaps it can really impact us quickly and we feel so strongly that a session or four can just whoa totally and I also find as well through my own experience of doing it and working with people like how important it is to like have a kind of morning practice to you know protect my energy and make sure that I've kind of built up my energy that I've had that time for myself before working with clients or even just before going through with your day because I do believe the more you open up to it mm-hmm. and especially if you're an empath the more you can be susceptible to taking on other people's energies and that can just happen without you even knowing it and I found some days like you know at the end of the day just feeling quite 
deflated in energy and I'm like I'm really done that much today but I just feel exhausted mm -hmm. and it's normally been those times where I've not really maybe gave myself that time to make sure I'm fully charged and I'm kind of you know maybe got a little bubble around me of protection and you know tapping into your guides and stuff like that. just making sure that you filled your cup first before you go out and do this kind of work yeah so. it's so powerful because I think of times I've sat with people and I've cried and I've really you know heard so many stories from so many people and um, people close to me and people I've never met but I've just felt this empathy and just wanted to cry with them and maybe when you're doing that for two years eventually when you're not protecting yourself with the bubbles and or whatever kind of support it, it can it can be quite you know quite intense you have to protect your energy don't you yeah and it becomes like or it needs if it's something that you want to do even like work-wise it needs to be something that becomes like your foundation the root that you're doing as a daily as a daily practice otherwise you do feel that kind of knock-on effect yeah i can imagine um, so what made you decide to to get into this then was there a point in your life where you hit rock bottom and you wanted to change or what was the inspiration it was quite a kind of um i would say it was a a journey like there was there was no like aha moment there was like bits and bobs as i went along through life so when it really started was probably i used to live overseas when i was like in my mid-20s and i would say that was the kind of point where i was starting to dive into it a bit more deeper than i ever had like i'd like i'd, I'd grew up with like my mum being into crystals and she did reiki and stuff and i'd always been like well that's quite interesting and kind of open to it but not fully tapping into it myself and then when I was away I was like my mid-20s and I just started going on a journey of kind of like looking at how I was eating and um, at the time I did this like 30-day reset with my friends where we cut out like sugar and alcohol and caffeine and stuff and I remember I felt great after that I just felt like I had so much energy I was sleeping better and I was kind of like that was probably my first moment of like recognizing the power of foods for example and how the impact it was having my body um, and then from that at that same time I was learning about nutrition through a friend and I was getting more into exercise um, so yeah just kind of looking at my lifestyle and what I was doing and then I decided to come off the pill and then after being off the pill for a year I discovered that I didn't have any periods um, and at the time it was weird like I didn't think there was anything wrong I just thought oh, maybe it's taking a little while from a cycle to come back but I ended up going to get it checked out and I discovered that I had a hormonal imbalance so that was probably another kind of moment where I was like I was either recommended to go back on the pill or because of the transition I was going through and kind of noticing that there was things that were making me feel better naturally mm -hmm. the thought of going back on the pill just didn't really sit with me at that point I was like I don't really know if I want to do that because that's just kind of masking the problem and I think at that stage of my life I was starting to question more things and you know question the way I was feeling because at that time as well I was suffering a bit from anxiety it was you know, my moods were always kind of up and down and I'd feel a bit irritable but didn't really know why so I was just starting to question different areas of my life and why am I like this or I guess at that point I just thought that was just the way I was you know um and then through that I ended up just going on another kind of journey of like even more looking at how I was eating how I was looking after my body um, and then I started to kind of discover more about my cycle and like the different seasons in my cycle and I found this book 
and it was all about how we've got we go through we go through different seasons in our cycle the feminine energy the masculine energy and um yeah I guess at that moment I was like wow I realized that I had been very go 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 all the time always doing always rushing um, a masculine energy yeah your masculine is very like doing and going and and I guess I kind of started to recognize that I was always saying yes to things and just always kind of like giving and, and put myself out there and I was like when am I ever having time for myself when do I ever slow down and allow myself to receive and so then this is when this kind of my menstrual cycle journey came about and over the course of like couple of years I was able to reverse my symptoms and I got my period back and I remember this was all happened whilst I was still working away and just before I left I went back to get another scan and they said your 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 PCS is gone and I was like oh my god and I had done that purely just by my lifestyle and starting to really listen to my body and starting to slow down and, and feed my body the foods that it needed the nutrients and um, have more rest and also I was working out so much as well like I was probably working out five six times a week and just thought like that's what I had to do to maintain my body shape and as a woman it was actually far too much and I was creating so much stress in my body but not really realizing that at the time so it was kind of like a pillar of like I'd start one thing and then another thing would unfold and and then it brought me to where I am today just like really feeling passionate about helping women connect more to their bodies, helping women understand their feminine and masculine energy and and just to have more balance and live more in flow, you know? So mm -hmm. it's been quite a journey. I'm still learning. There's still things I'm like, oh, this is quite interesting to share as well. Yeah. And the Reiki stuff all kind of uh, unfolded around that time as well. I did that on a retreat in Thailand and oh. everything just started to kind of come together and I just got more and more into it so wow so let's start by talking about the energy then so do yeah. we all need a bit of masculine and a bit of feminine even or do we need like 80 percent feminine and 20 masculine or what's the kind of process and does it change at different parts of our cycle yeah so essentially like all beings like all men and women both have feminine and masculine energies within us um but specifically more for a woman so you do need both, both are important, but through the work I've done, I do find like I'd like to be, or I prefer to be more, a little bit more in my feminine. So it's important to have the structure of the masculine because if we didn't have the masculine, nothing would get done, you know, we'd just be kind of like floating and just kind of like in the being, which is beautiful, but we need the structure of the masculine to like, you know, get up at a certain time in the morning and, um, you know, maybe wants to do a few workouts per week and just having that good structure in place. But then within that, start to have more of a flow of tapping more into your feminine and, um, and just simply being more present in the moment. So for example, like as we move through our cycle, the first half of our cycle, so the day after your bleed till the first day of ovulation, we're in our masculine energy. So this is like a rise in energy up into ovulation. But then once we've ovulated and then there's like a releasing energy as we move from ovulation to the next bleed. And this is our feminine energy. And this is where I find a lot of women struggle because they're so used to just being expansive and doing and being out there and go, go, go. 
And then once we go into that second half of our cycle, which is like the premenstrual phase, we get some symptoms coming up. We maybe feel a bit irritable. We can feel a little bit anxious. Um, we can also feel like we're not as sociable. We don't really want to be kind of out doing the thing. And actually some of these kind of, not symptoms, but some of these feelings that we're getting are quite normal for that stage of our cycle. But we think there's something wrong with us. We're like, oh, but I've got so much to do. And I said yes to that event. I have to go to that. And we, get, we can get really caught up in it. But naturally within our bodies and the way we're designed like we go through a flow throughout the whole cycle and we're not meant to be doing and going every single day um so once you start to kind of understand that and actually be like right how can I tap into my feminine a little bit more and that can take practice for a lot of women because we're so used to having done it some that particular way and it can just take a little bit of practice to do that but um yeah it's just about allowing yourself to slow down a bit and allowing yourself to be more in your body to allow yourself to receive like so where can you in your life not be always like doing everything so for example if you're I've got a family do you find that you're always like the one that's doing the cooking and the cleaning like is there ways that you can ask for some more support and stuff like that as well um so yeah I guess when you said about in terms of the percentage Hmm. I would say for me personally, probably being like 70% in my feminine and then 30% in my masculine, just to make sure that I'm on track with my goals and my visions and what I want to bring into life, because that's very in your masculine. But then when I'm in my feminine, it's like that trust and, and surrendering that the visions and the kind of like what I want to bring into my life can come, but that I'm supported and that there's something bigger than us like allowing us to do that if that makes sense like you know when they're like talking to the universe and putting out your dreams and visions like there's there's something bigger than us supporting us like the universe to do that so hello yeah. <laughs> oh gorgeous um oh um yeah i i think there's definitely did you do you find though would you say 70 percent throughout the whole cycle or did you say it was the day after your last bleed? So just say you yeah, had so the last five days. So on day six, and it's all sort of settling down, that's when you start to have more masculine energy and you, you want to start. It starts to slowly rise. So another thing that's good to share with women is within our cycle, it's like our inner seasons. So we're quite cyclical beings like the seasons as well. So once you've had the like last day of your bleed, the next day would be like the first day of spring. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a rise in energy from so like your first day in spring, and then you'll go into inner summer, which is like ovulation phase. So that's like a peak of energy. You're feeling very expansive. It's a great time to be doing. So say for example, in your inner spring, you're like planting the seeds and intentions of what you want to create for the month. Mm -hmm. And then as you move into inner summer, it's like the time of doing and taking action on those intentions. Mm -hmm. And then once you've had that peak of ovulation, your inner summer, you then move into inner autumn. So it's a time of kind of, um, you know, wrapping everything up, mm -hmm. reflecting on what, what worked well, what didn't. Um, it's also a time where you might find yourself in your house, like noticing things that you didn't notice before. Like you might want to have a bit of a clear out mm -hmm. or you might want to, do a big shopping list, get loads of stuff in to prepare you for your inner winter, which is your bleeds. So you've mm -hmm. got like food prepared, you can slow down, 
um, have some more rest if you can. Like during your bleed, it's a really important time to give yourself some rest and reset. Mm-hmm. And if you can, even just like, I know we've got really busy lives, but even if you were able to have like maybe an hour that day, half a day, a full day, whatever works for you to just simply do nothing, mm-hmm. like no technology, like no distractions and just really connect into your body. Mm-hmm. Because they say at that time of our cycle, we're much more intuitive as well. It's oh, really? It's into our body and we may receive insight, we may receive wisdom about just who we are and what we're here to do because we're all so unique and we've all got like our dreams and our passions of what we want to bring into our life. But that's a great time to really slow down and listen to anything that comes up and then just journal on it. Like don't take action on it, just be like, notice anything that comes up and just do some journaling on it and then save that for your like when you're moving back into your inner spring summer phase when you can start to set intentions and then put those ideas out into the world sorry go on no just I think when you start to like look at it like that like you get a chance to tap into these seasons and every month you get a chance to to like be reborn and like what do I want to set intentions for this month but rather than looking at it like, oh, I have to get everything done in a day, look at it as like the whole month. Mm-hmm. What do I want to plant this month? This is when I'm going to like put it out to the world. Then I'm going to reflect and what have I learned from it? What worked, what didn't? And then the bleed time is like letting go of what isn't serving you. You know, just like, right, okay, let's what's ready to be let go of. And then you can start the next month again if that makes sense so yeah i love it and are we less irritable during the bleed is the pms sort of typically the few or the week before when you want to kill certain people or yeah it's normally the premenstrual phase which is kind of like your inner autumn that kind of build up to it and we can generally feel kind of tired and we may crave more sugar during this time and stuff like that but if women are feeling that they've got quite severe symptoms, it's normally our body's way of telling us, like, I'm not okay and I would like you to listen to me. Like, maybe you've been excelling too much or maybe you're drinking too much caffeine or, you know, eating a lot of processed foods or whatever it is and it's causing a lot of stress in the body. And normally it's, your symptoms are essentially your body just saying, like, I need you to slow down or I need you to kind of just listen to me a little bit more or, you know, that that idea that you've got going there that's not really the right path to take but this is this is more in alignment for you and it's just a great way to start to connect more into your body and start to to listen to what is coming up for you as well um so yeah it's normally before and then generally during the bleed it's kind of it's a release you know it's a kind of you see your bleed as a kind of letting go of that month and know throughout the month how can you cultivate more of a balance so that when you come to their inner autumn and inner winter it doesn't feel so intense mm. so it's about really cultivating your energy throughout your month and not exerting it too much during that you know I've had my bleed I'm back into the world I'm just going to go 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 how can you really spread out through the month in a really balanced way and what I've noticed with women through my work is when they do that like future cycles are much more manageable they feel more in touch with their bodies they have allowed themselves to just have that little bit more rest and and they feel like they can get more done because they're not feeling fatigued and burned out and you know like just exhausted really so Mm -hmm. I love it I've had some people say over the years 
they've had to go on the pill because they were going to kill their other half. Um, and it just for like a week, they just didn't get on and, and it was awful. Now, personally for me, I, I've took the pill for years, but I've not had it. Um, have I not had it since having Charlie? I don't, I, I don't maybe since Bonnie, I can't remember, but I used to take Sarah Zet, which is because for me, I've, I don't know if it's something I like to do with my mum because she always talks about medicine, but I've always hated putting anything into my body that's not natural. And uh, yeah, I was like, all right, I'll take the pill. But then I was like, oh, I want to get off it. Anyway, some people swear by it because it makes them less irritable and stuff. But I, I personally wouldn't really want to go on it again. What would you say to people? What's your opinion? Should should people go on it if they're if it's impacting their relationships for a week, a month, or what do you think? I know. I mean, it really depends on the person. I would never say to someone like you should do this. You know, it's it's up to them and it's their body. But I would say through my own experience, I've gone through the same pattern of like you know going on it because I was told I had to. But then coming to a stage in my life where I was like starting to question, like, why am I putting this into my body? Do Does my body really need this? And it's really about, you know, asking yourself those questions and really seeing what works well for you. And if someone was thinking about coming off the pill, what I would suggest is maybe doing a transition. So like maybe continuing to be on the pill, but looking at ways at how you can, you know, start to understand your cycle a bit more, start to incorporate more of a, a healthy balanced diet that supports your body um, looking at if there's supplements that you can take to support your body and just like an overall kind of look at your life throughout the month are you doing too much you know are you over exercising how can you maybe create a bit of balance first and then maybe try and come off the bill once you've got tools in place so that it doesn't because it might feel quite a knock-on effect if maybe you just come off it and you've had symptoms before but not really made any lifestyle changes in the process of it because mm -hmm. I remember for me like I was on the pill for years and one of the main reasons I was on it was for my skin because I had really bad acne for many years way up until like my mid-20s and when I decided to come off I was so scared because I thought is my skin going to break out again but at the same time I had already started the journey of like you know changing how I was eating and like really starting to look after my body so when I did come off the pill my skin never reacted and I think that was a lot to do with I was just starting to kind of put things in my body that served it and, and supported it more so so maybe just look at ways at how you can transition first through your lifestyle mm -hmm. and then maybe have a break off the pill and see how you get on and and obviously you can do that through your doctor as well maybe kind of speak to your doctor and get some advice through them as well so Mm -hmm. For you then, let's start with nutrition. Do you feel different parts of the cycle you need to eat like a more balanced, healthy diet, or do you think it's very much a full cycle thing, you know, with the odd treat here and there? Yeah, I kind of do a full cycle thing. Like I'd gone through, so the book, the first book that I read, she actually gave you a list of different foods to eat for each phase of your cycle wow. so that you help support each like kind of each season of the cycle which was really good to give me more of an understanding of you know the types of food that I should be eating for each phase but as I've gone on now I've kind of just I've got more intuitive with my body I guess and I'm just kind of like I kind of listen to my body more and what I feel it needs but generally I would suggest like just throughout the whole month just eating like you know, good fats, a good source of protein, um, you know, carbs as well, and 
having that kind of 80-20 balance like I think because I do love I actually love food so like I like to have my treats as well but just being really mindful about it and you know still allowing yourself to have those treats if you want to but generally most of the time like I guess every plate I have now I just think in my head like have I got a good source of everything like some protein healthy fats and carbs and I go with that kind of mindset now um, and that really helps me like through each day and each week knowing that I'm getting a kind of adequate amount of everything throughout the day and also what really helped me was doing some meal prep as well so like maybe on a Sunday like just planning a few meals for the week especially if you're busy because mm-hmm. I found at the start like I just kind of was always very convenient eater and then going from that transition to like having to cook a lot more I was like when I'm going to fit that in but if I carved out maybe like an hour or two on a Sunday and then just prepping a few good meals that was such a big difference and it made the week so much more manageable yeah I'm all for the batch cooking and it's funny but I heard someone say that when we're having our period we need 600 more calories a day what do you think of that I've not heard of that before actually that we need that much more calories per day I know there there is certain foods that help support more of your bleed so if you think about the the loss of iron in your in your diet during your bleed so um for example like kale's a really good thing to eat fish is really good to eat um just anything that you know there's any blood loss then helps support kind of build those minerals back in the body but I've never heard of having to eat an extra 600 calories I know I thought it seemed quite extreme I was quite interested (laughs) I've never heard of that before so if you have like crazy sugar cravings like you hear people say oh they need sugar is it just before or during mix but I think just before yeah it's really common because what happens is during the first half of our cycle we lose quite a lot of b vitamins and that can cause us to crave more sugar so i always suggest to clients like when you're in your premenstrual phase so that like after your ovulation and before your bleed eat more like even things like having some dates with like nut butter or roast vegetables that have got like a kind of natural sweetness like sweet potato carrots things like that are really really good um stewed apples with some cinnamon anything that can just help with that kind of like sugar kind of um sugar craving that's the word i'm trying to think of that we get it can be quite common but if you eat like kind of rooted vegetables that have natural sweetener in it that can really help curb off those cravings as well yeah and a bit of dark chocolate's really nice as well if you you like some chocolate that tends to be my treat, although I've been cutting down on, I've not been having refined sugar in the weeks as much as possible. Just been a recent thing, I kind of cut down in the gluten. And it, as you say, it's like that intuitive eating, you know, knowing what your body, and I was just feeling so good, more vegetables, so a lot of plant-based lunches and my seeds and my overnight gluten-free oats with a bit of, uh, you know, Greek yogurt without loads of sugar. And then you know you can have things like maple syrup or honey to sweeten up but that's still it's not refined right or frozen raspberries and stuff and i I put cinnamon or ground ginger or fresh ginger and i i just feel amazing eating all that sort of stuff and then at night i'll try and have sort of loads of veggies and we're not we're not fully plant-based we still have meat but if i'm doing a meat i would use less of the protein and maybe try and bulk it up and with sort of lentils or beans or you know and then just have more veg in it um but what a difference it does make you know 
just I see nowadays, like, I mean, see even like your, your, you know, your typical kind of comfort foods, mm-hmm. you can make like a healthy version of that as now. I mean, sometimes it's good to just have the original, but there's so many alternatives out there now. Like I love pancakes and stuff like that, but you can actually make them like really healthy now if you've got the right ingredients mm-hmm. and it can still taste really good. But like you say, you can have like, you know, fruit with it, nut butter, maple syrup. So you're still getting that kind of Oh, you there? The screen's frozen. Oh, you're back. I kind of went frozen there. <laughs> whoop, whoop, she's back. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and like dates and stuff, as you were saying, like they because they are great little sweet treat. Yeah, mm. you still get that sort of sugar, and as you say, like dark chocolate is amazing. I for a treat, I quite like dark chocolate dipped, you know, strawberries and raspberries and stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. I found a really good dark chocolate called uh, Halo, I think the name of it is. And it doesn't, it's, it's a dark chocolate and it doesn't even have like sugar in it. It's coconut sugar, cacao, it's got a hint of um, caramel, it's like salted caramel dark chocolate, but there's like no crap in it. I think it's the first bar I found that doesn't have processed sugar. Where do you get it from? Who sells it? Or Queensbury's. So oh, right, I'll be heading there soon. <laughs> I'll send you it and you can share it with everyone that's listening as well if they want some natural chocolate. Deliciously, Ella's just brought out one as well. I noticed her. Yeah, I've got her app that's really good. So if anybody wants like good like plant-based recipes, delicious deliciously Ella's app is really, really good. Ah, um, good tips, good so tips. And it's easy to use recipes as well. I'm a big foodie. As you oh, can tell. <laughs> yeah, me too. And that's the thing. I don't like to compromise on flavour. So, but I think because you can put all these different spices and herbs and um, added treats that aren't so bad, it, it kind of doesn't feel like too much of a diet or, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, it feels totally. like a, a lifestyle, a doable lifestyle. This is so that. We'll probably, what I'd like to do is I, I normally do a blog on mummyjojo.com to sort of with a link to the podcast so i'll maybe get a couple of your tips there for for foodie treats during the cycle and uh, i'd be quite interested to know some of the things uh, as well we can maybe put in there of like spraying a couple of foods or you know autumn that just just out of interest um because i think that's there's one other thing that's been really good for some of my clients as well which is seed cycling so it really helps to balance out your hormones throughout the month um so it helps like basically remove any excess hormones from the body so there's like what is it your flax seeds and pumpkin seeds are good to have during the first half of your cycle and then sesame seeds and sunflower seeds are good and good during the second half so I could send you that as well it's a little tip for women because so many women including myself because even when I got my bleed back I went through a phase of it just being a bit irregular again and someone had recommended that to me and that massively helped just get my, my hormones kind of back in balance and, and it brought me back my kind of regular cycle again. So interesting. So yeah, really good the tip. power of seeds, hey? So powerful, I know. And it's yeah. so easy to put in, you know, the, the overnight oats or stir fries or I, I've actually had this week, I've been mixing up between my overnight gluten-free oats with the Greek yogurt, the healthy Greek yogurt with no refined sugar and cinnamon and all that stuff. And then I turmeric scrambled eggs. So I'd get fresh turmeric and slice it up 
finely and then do it with some scrambled eggs and you can put a little bit of coconut milk in really good oh, and nice. over that but i've been rotating just to mix it up and it's been fab oh, yeah really good. get really creative with foods and that's what i loved about kind of understanding what kind of foods to eat throughout each phase because you get more creative with food it can be different every week you don't have to be eating the same thing day in day out so mm. definitely send you a few things for each phase and people can get a bit of inspiration and how to mix up their weeks with some yummy food that'd be great have you heard of lion's mane coffee because i've i've been trying that uh, this uh, month a friend had recommended it and then i saw a friend who marie claire who was on the podcast and um, produces different powder, superfood powders and um i saw she'd put a post up about lion's mane i thought oh i'll need to give that a try um, so uh -huh. and so have a cup of tea it's got less caffeine than normal coffee but I had a friend that was taking it for a while and he loved it. He said he felt great on it. Really? Um, yeah, he totally, he did recommend it to me, but I haven't, you've totally reminded me about it now by mentioning it. I haven't tried it yet. But Are you even signs? Is that a sign then? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually started taking, as of today, I bought a big bag of like dried nettles uh -huh. and started to drink nettle tea because that's a really good thing to take again during the first half of your cycle it's filled with like lots of minerals like calcium magnesium and iron mm -hmm. and it helps to support your body as you go through the month it's another good thing for your hormones mm -hmm. so I'd, I'd done a little course last year and I'd, it was one of the tips that they mentioned about taking mm -hmm. i just now got around to actually like i was like right i'm going to start this and try it out so you just get a big i've got one of those big mason jars and i'll just kind of sip it throughout the day and see how it goes but I'm always loving like trying different things and seeing how my body re responds to it and if it because the thing is as well like we're so individual and so unique so we can get recommended so many different things but it's really about you know trying it for yourself and if it makes you feel good then great but if it doesn't then it's not for you and that's yeah. okay yeah you know? You've got, as you say, it's intuitive eating, it's listening to your body, how you feel, perhaps keeping a bit of a mood journal that week or that month, yeah. say, right, how much of an impact did that really have? And, oh, I was grumpy that day, right? Had I had five glasses of wine when I only wanted one or, you know, and it's just, it's exactly. really kind of breaking it down, isn't it? And um, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it can be, it can be really interesting, the insights you get from that. But I, I do absolutely believe that our, you know, if you get the basics right, good sleep which falls into the diet as well good clean diet cutting down on your refined sugar um, and and eating all your veggies and your good stuff and if we know what we need to do but it's just a, a little bit planning and i found like i i really because i've been on medication which is i've dropped really quite quickly and i'm just towards the end of coming off it um since my mental health scare a year ago and uh, it's funny because I kept saying to the psychotherapist, right, can we just hurry up? I want to get down. And she's like, you're doing really, really well. But, you know, it's meant to be a two year recovery. And like, it's only been like five months. But so far, you know, it's gone really well dropping it. But it's just because of the sort of, you know, I know it's been useful. But when you hear of like crazy sugar cravings or crazy weight gain, all these things that it can do. So I've really been conscious with my eating and, and my exercise and feeling so much better for it, you know, just because I felt like I've had to compensate even more with putting this stuff in just to having to keep taking it for a little bit longer just to be sure that I'm back. Um, 
and everyone's different though because some people may need medication much longer i could come off it and have really bad withdrawal symptoms i'm not planning to but you know every medication is different and it's just knowing what's right for your body you know and and how quickly you can drop things and i feel like if you've got the the lifestyle stuff right though it'll give you a better chance you know of if you're trying to get off medication or you're trying to get off the pill or whatever it is that you're putting into your body that you perhaps want to release <laughs> exactly it is and having those little tools in place that support your body then hopefully when that time comes you the transition's a lot more easier and a bit more smoother for you so yeah so yeah totally agree so important and of course there's times where like exercise so I know when I was at the start of my recovery, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus, you know, I'd been so high and then it was just like, oh, I've been sedated with all this medicine and it was really just, yeah, oh, and the thought of sometimes getting off the sofa and the motivation, but once you do it, it does raise your vibration when you get out in the fresh air and you jump on the trampoline or you, you go a run and maybe the first part's really tough, but you get through it and you know you're strong and you know you're resilient, but you just have to push yourself. But when you're, you know, having your period and it, maybe it's quite heavy, you're tired, is this a time to step back from exercise or is it a time where exercise is more important? I would say it's a time to step back and give yourself some rest. So you know, thinking about your energy levels again, like during that first half of your cycle, you do have more energy. So if you want to do that strength training and hit training and go for a run, then go for it because your body's capable of doing that and it's got that energy to do that. But then as you move into that second half, you're, you don't have as much energy. You're starting to come more inward. You're starting to slow down to be ready for another bleed. So if you can, like I totally recommend, if you're feeling tired, just let yourself like chill like maybe just do a gentle yoga practice or or just go for a walk and and take it easy especially during your bleed as well like if I had Maui I'd like allow all women to just like completely rest during their bleeds and then kind of get back onto it once once their bleed's finished but it's very you know it's depending on the women and like I know from my own experience like I went for years of like doing a lot of training and working out all the time and then the thing that stopped me initially was an injury and it was weird it obviously happened for a reason but it was at that same time I went down this kind of journey of like what the way I was eating and stuff like that and I recognized that that I was like oh my god like if I don't work out I can't keep my shape and you know it was like something that I kind of swore by but then at that same point there was a transition of me looking at how I was eating and when I did that 30 day reset at that time I wasn't able to exercise because I'd had this injury but I'd actually dropped, not that I was intending to lose weight as such, but just by purely cutting out the shit, I, the weight just fell off me and I felt so much better. And that wasn't anything to do with exercise. That was just purely through how I was eating and what I was putting in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what it taught me is like, I do love to exercise, but now I do it in a way that feels good compared to like, I've got to hammer it every day and like put a lot of stress in my body. Now I'm more about like, maybe going for a walk down the beach, or I love to dance, or just putting on music and dancing. Um, I still quite like strength training, but I'll do it depending on where I'm at in my cycle. Sometimes me and my sister do boxing, because we just like to get some stress out. Mm-hmm. But just doing it, like kind of starting to tap more into your cycle and be like, right, where are my energy levels at? What can my body handle? Mm-hmm. And then doing it around that way, rather than it being like, I don't care. 
like I need to get this other workout but your body's exhausted because yeah. what you'll find is you just end up more fatigued and it just puts more stress in your body as well mm -hmm. so again it's about becoming intuitive with your body and just like asking yourself like if I do this workout how am I going to feel after it is it going to invigorate me or is it going to make me feel more depleted uh -huh. and you can do that by just looking at where you're at in your cycle as well because that will be a good indicator for you too so yeah. so yeah oh that's really uh it's interesting it's it's so important because i've spoken to people where you know you see they're just like addicted to the exercise and i'm like yeah but you said you're shattered like why don't you rest oh but they sort of need it and it's sometimes just taking a step back and thinking right okay do i really really need this is this what i need or am i just trying to escape a problem is there another way like going for a hot bath or <laughs> you know something else and it just takes practice and being really like kind and compassionate to yourself as you go through these this journey and this process and like just take it step by step because i know there is women out there like my sister loves to work out she's a machine like you know she's like loves working out and I know for me like sometimes I'd be like you know like have some more rest and chill out but she's not at that stage to hear that you know she's just like no I, I, I want to feel strong good in my body and so it's just about like you know being there for that person if they need that support but like it's up to them to make that change and like to be ready for it and be like well do you know what actually maybe I will have a rest day today and you know whatever that is it feels good for them but but then at the same time like your body can only take so much and then sometimes our body just gives us that signal of like I've had enough and something may happen to us to I know for me I think that's why that injury happened because yeah. I was like not resting at all it was like just go 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 all the time and when that happened I couldn't like I was a, I think it was like a, a month or so out the game I was like oh my god what am I gonna do but actually it was a blessing because it made me realize like I didn't have to do it like I was able to to then move forward and have a bit more balance and um and yeah now it's nice to just kind of do what feels good you know everybody have some fun yeah have the fun but make sure you have that calm and balance you know my mom said to me for years just slow down slow down but I was like no 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. and um she's a wise owl you know <laughs> um whether it impacts us physically or mentally you know our mind's a muscle too so it can break a little bit and uh, it, it's just checking in and not speeding up your mind not becoming too overstimulated in your mind or exhausting your body checking in and, and coming back to that and just looking after yourself because for me like in terms of a well-being plan if i don't if i stop eating then i'm under i know i'm under stress um, I eat as a celebration so I'm hardwired I'm working on it <laughs> to you know if something good happens right let's have a nice meal but it was the point when it when I you know you give all your energy in a speaking gig and I'd be running back driving back or whatever what am I going to eat what's my reward <laughs> and then I was getting quite a lot of speaking gigs so I was like right okay we can't have a reward every time you know but um you know I eat when I'm happy but when I'm stressed I don't eat so that was one thing you know if I'm up in the night and I'm not sleeping right, that's the well-being plan. And it's knowing yourself. It's knowing when you're at your best. And I'm at my best when I sleep eight hours a night, nine hours sometimes. I'm at my best when, you know, I'm having regular time in nature, when my relationships are nurtured, 
when I'm exercising a minimum of kind of four times a week, when I'm eating well and, and just having that balance. But sleep is the number one. Um, and, and then it would be like, right, I notice I'm not eating. I'm not thinking about food. I'm not caring about what I'm eating. So I think it's just knowing yourself, isn't it? And giving yourself the best chance with the kind of all these amazing lifestyle, lifestyle tips. Um, but I wanted to ask, who's this behind? Is this an angel? The picture, it's the Buddha, actually. Oh my goodness. Wow. I wasn't sure if it was Angel Gabriel because I was like, oh, I was trying to work out. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Just Buddha, yeah. <laughs> so you're obviously quite a spiritual person, really in tune. Now, I've spoken to some Reiki teachers. Um, I don't know if we've had a Reiki teacher on Time for a Mojo Injection yet. I need to check that. But some have said they've felt angels or guides all around them. Now, I've, I've had faith kind of all my, all my life. Um, so I do believe in the spiritual world. And I've had some incredible experiences that, of course, some would call placebo effect. Um, but I think we're becoming a lot more open-minded now to the spiritual world. Um, but yeah, have you had any experiences of feeling guides around people or feeling a higher power? I felt it more... I haven't felt it as such around people as such, but more around myself. I find that for me, it's like within my dreams, things come through for me in dreams. Mm -hmm. And um, I end up like writing stuff down and at the time it doesn't make any sense, but then later on things kind of, I'm like, oh yeah, I had a dream about that. And also sometimes I've got a little kind of sacred altar here as I call it with loads of crystals and stuff and sometimes when I'm just sitting there like just doing some meditation and and just calling in my guides and stuff like that I feel like I'll get like some kind of visions and stuff like that through it so I it's it's a funny thing like I get that like I'm about to start feeling like oh yeah that just happened like you know that's that was probably just going to happen anyway but the more I've tapped into it, the more I actually trust it. And I'm like, well, I'm actually being guided here. And there's some kind of, the reason I'm getting a vision, it's, it's there's a meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And I found that the more I've opened up to it, the more I've just sat and asked what it is I want to, to have answered, you know? Because I think we forget that we are supported and we are being guided and we think we have to do it on our own all the time. Mm -hmm. And actually just taking the time to slow down and just be like, right, what is it that I need some guidance with? What do I need an answer on? And I get a lot of numbers all the time and like quite often I get like feathers and stuff in the house. So I definitely feel like I am, I am definitely getting like, you know, guidance, some insights and it's always around, I'm always like, right, I want a big fat yes on, on this so that I get a clear message that really helps me. Mm -hmm. um, get signs, like if you were to ask, like, I want to see lilies if this, or I want to see oh. that. If I'm very specific on a sign, I find that's, that's it kind of comes through for me and through my dreams. But I found with people, like when I've worked with people through Reiki and stuff, it's more about, I've just felt more connected to their body. Like I've picked up on sensations in my body that's mm -hmm. a reflection on what's going on in their body. As such, I haven't really felt the, I do call in their guides because that's part of the process. Do you tell them you're doing that or what sorry? Do you tell them you're doing that or is it just part of the energy work? 
was part of my energy work. It's the way I was taught, yeah, to bring in my guides, to bring in their guides, to support them and support us through the process and stuff. So, so yeah, so that's really there's lots of different guides that are named. Do you know who yours are or? So I, I tend to kind of connect to different angels depending on what kind of messages that I want. So sometimes it might be like Archangel Raphael or Gabriel or whatever, just depending on what it is that I want to work on. And I do the same with my crystals as well. So my crystals, I don't know if you've got crystals, but they've got like different meanings and things that they do. So always like when I'm sitting with my crystals, I'm like, right, what ones do I want to work with? What is it that I'm, I want to, to work on the now, whether it be a specific chakra point on me or on that person as well. Like I've started using my crystals within the kind of Reiki healing as well, because I found that's actually made it much more powerful mm -hmm. um, within the sessions as well. So, so yeah, it just depends kind of like what I'm wanting to work on, whether it's on myself or with that person mm -hmm. and then tapping into the tools and stuff that I've got through guides, through crystals. I've got a drum now, so I've started, I want to get into like shamanic work. So well, you, did, you do the drum while you were doing a session. <laughs> I've been doing it, yeah, but, the, but I need to get a little microphone because I found it, tried it a few times and it seems to be like the sound disappears. Mm -hmm. So I've got a little microphone ordered so that like they can actually hear the sound, but I've got this big shaman drum for my Christmas. So, oh my so I feel like quite drawn into that as well, but wow. yeah. Just all these different tools that I kind of use and then whatever feels right for the person that I'm working with, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. I remember being on the Reiki table and like seeing all these white lights flashing and I was, I felt yeah. like there was angels all around and I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I'm too scared to open my eyes. I was just like, oh, but I had been sleeping very well. That was me starting to sleep well. So I wasn't sure if some of it was paranoia as well. Like I'm scared to open my eyes in case I see something bad or whatever. But um, is that, have you ever had people say that to you? That they, they see very yeah. light? Yeah. Lots of colours, feeling in their body. Like I'll be in a specific area on their body. Mm -hmm. But then they're also getting this feeling of someone being at another area of their body. I've uh -huh. also experienced that myself. I remember one time feeling like, I knew that the person was down towards my feet, but it was like I was being pressed here. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, like you see, I was like, I really want to open my eyes, but then oh, what, what if I don't see anything? And they'll be like, do you know that way? But it was like a real like kind of pressure there. Wow. And it's just obviously our guides like connecting because they're all with us like through the process and they're going to be working in different parts of our bodies, like helping us through it. But I just love it. I find it so like amazing that we're able to, to tap into this energy and help ourselves and help others as well and just get people living themselves again like getting back to their kind of original state of being and um getting that energy flowing again so they feel themselves again it, it's amazing and i've i don't know about you if you've ever had a full-on heart opening but i i've been in a um, place called central hall where i felt all the angels around me and i just felt so much love coming down and it was like god was right there like lights all around me and um i remember once going to someone's house and um just feeling all their pain and just hugging them and like feeling this overwhelming love and it was like i had been touched by you know god's spirit like it was just i, I, I had so much love it was like 
and that happened a few times you know and it was really powerful it was like there was nothing mistaking that it was a supernatural power it was like whoa i've not been spiked i'm not on pills i'm not like off my face raving i know <laughs> it's, uh, have you ever had anything like that like a heart opening experience yeah i actually i had a healing ceremony a couple of weeks ago for myself that someone gave to me mm. um it's a, it's a it's called the 13th right it's a womb blessing healing so it's a shamanic practice tradition where basically connecting into your womb and helping heal your womb from trauma from this lifetime but also your ancestral line as well mm. and it also heals like the kind of seven seven generations previous and seven generations um like in front of me so a really powerful kind of practice healing um and i remember after it i just felt so alive like like the rest of my day i felt like that feeling of love of joy of like i remember like giving my mom a big hug and my sisters and i was like i love you so much i just felt like i was just filled with love and healing and like I've experienced that a few times throughout my life but it's just like this expansive energy of like like my whole body's lit up mm -hmm. and alive and I'm fully present and I'm like it's I, I remember feeling like this is how we're meant to feel like mm -hmm. all the time but within our lives it's just kind of you know things that we go through and everything but I think it was like that pure peak love joy experience mm. and it's so beautiful i've ever just been like in awe by it mm. like i was yeah like opened yeah it's amazing because if you look at the vibrational scale and our emotions you know faith's right up there love mm. joy peace the doubt and the what's the lowest emotion is that doubt and despair or um fear fear's opposite of love right fear, yeah so that's right down there and you're like you can see wow yeah. when you feel it you're like this is what life should be this Absolutely. we're not we're not angels right so we do have a body so you may feel like have these experiences when you know you know you know there's more but it's like right i'm not an angel um yeah. yes we're incredible beings and we are capable of doing so much if we look after ourselves and <laughs> all these things but you know we do need to sleep we do need to eat and you know maybe sometimes it's getting that balance as well between whoa that euphoria that natural euphoria though but it's it's can be full on it can really overwhelm you too can't it yeah and it's like remembering that we are having a human experience and we're in a human form and mm. I remember someone saying recently about how, especially through meditations and stuff, sometimes we can get carried away with that kind of coming out the body, like, you know, coming up and out and want to be just there all the time, but mm -hmm. then losing ourselves in it because well, we're in a human body and we're here to experience life as a human. Mm -hmm. And you can get so carried away with that because that's an amazing feeling as well. Mm -hmm. But it's about bringing ourselves, okay, back into the body be more grounded and actually not only connecting with these chakras you know our top three ones but also from our heart down yeah and, being grounding cord. And, and feeling more connected to the earth and feeling more in our bodies mm -hmm. and that's where i feel real healing takes place as well so when we actually tap more into those areas in our body and those chakras and 
like we're able to release trauma from our bodies we're able to release any stagnant energy and emotion from our bodies by coming in and actually being like how do I feel like what sensations are in my body and having that balance of both because meditations and stuff are amazing too and good for us but Mm. it's just like having that balance isn't it not getting carried away with like okay that was a great experience but I'm also here living and I also have like a job and I've got my family and stuff so got to keep it together (laughs) we've got we can't be in the clouds all the time and uh, (laughs) it's a phenomenal place but yeah like really working with that (laughs) cord and doing visualizations to kind of pull away anything and and to release any blocks and um there's a technique i don't know if you did it where you send it into a rose have you ever heard of that you then like any sort of chakras so if your root chakra is a bit blocked you can sort of really visualize it and releasing stuff and then you can i feel energy really really strongly so if i go like down like that i can you know sort of feel if there's a part of my body that needs a bit of rebalance um but it's just practice you know it's it's practice yes. but it's like it's the grounding and i think for me as a free spirit and a very sort of spontaneous woo, 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 trust easily and dive into things and embrace it mm. i just need to watch because you know that was the timing when i kind of lost my mind a little bit and um i've always always had a very grounded calm side and people say that don't really know me you know they would come to me for advice and they would just be like you're so crazy on the outside but you're you're one of the most sensible calm grounded people you know that was the feedback that people that really knew me and yeah. it was like when you're flying and you're buzzing it was like i couldn't get back down yeah. a life that was challenged and then i would go from like high to with anyone close to me that challenged me the vibrational scale would go i'd, I'd be up here and then i'd go down to the very bottom mm-hmm. but then half an hour later i'd be back up here and then i'd go i would triggered i would go down mm-hmm. so that experience was it really gave me empathy for people that are really low in the vibrational throughout times you know we can all be there it really gives me empathy that sometimes you're so low that you don't know how to love because you're just so broken and you can't you can't yeah that grounding cord is just you know it's really interesting yeah definitely maybe for you like do you feel you had to go through both to then can I get to where you're getting to now if that makes sense like yeah. it all happened for a reason maybe to yeah. now help yeah yeah I definitely think so it was incredible I think I was just like wow wow like yes we are properly spiritual beings like this is oh my yeah this is crazy this is so true but i like i really you know it wasn't just having faith it was like seeing it in action and feeling everything and being convinced so that's amazing but wow realizing that where the yeah just it was just really interesting it just taught me so much and knowing how we need to protect our body and we need to keep our feet on the ground too and we need to stick with our values and keep coming back to that every day 
and not to lose yourself but to keep that that balance yeah totally mm-hmm. uh, what a journey eh? what a journey we're all on a journey and it's just really using the license and, and and you know there's parts of the cycle that i can feel the inner critic and i'm like oh the inner critic's quite loud today and then i'll be like oh couple of days before my period's due that makes sense inner critic's really loud and then there is parts of the month that I am just like buzzing and I'm like saying to those around me I'm not manic it's only it's a (laughs) one-off I'm just high energy and I've always been that way um I'm I'm buzzing without being off my face yeah (laughs) and and for me I guess it's knowing like as I come off the medication and I'm almost off it um, it's kind of managing that and I'm still doing a lot of meditation and prayer so just being careful that you know I I kind of I, I don't want to miss out I don't want to be afraid of all the amazing high and the light but just knowing yeah. it, like if it stops me from sleeping then we're in dangerous territory <laughs> You know, oh, I, I need my balance, isn't it? And yeah. even like things that are coming to my mind here as well about just feeling more grounded and stuff, like you know, getting out in nature in your bare feet and eating foods that are grounded as well, like you know, like foods that are grown from the air. If we eat those foods to help ground us as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my friend was talking about that with because she's done air Ayurveda type kind of um, Uh and that's really interesting about how we've got. You know, it's looking at like if you're more like more fire to do with the elements, like more air, more water. Um, So, for example, like our friend had been on a plane and she was like, "Oh my god, I feel like I'm just feeling a bit out of sorts," and she was like, "Oh, I've just been on a flight, like a long haul flight." She's like, oh, you're just like got too much air. So just eat some grounded foods and like go out in nature and connect with the air. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, but you would think like in that moment, like, oh, I'm, I'm really off or something wrong with me, you know? And it's like, we can get so tied into the emotion and think that there's something wrong with us when actually it's just a little imbalance and we need to maybe eat something or do something that helps support that and bring us back to feeling in balance again. Mm-hmm. So, or for example you might have a lot of energy you might feel quite kind of like um expansive and go 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 it's quite a kind of heated energy mm-hmm. you know it might be a lot of heat in the body that makes us feel like irritable and like we're a bit cranky mm-hmm. so what could we eat to to balance that so something more cooling mm-hmm. or doing more activities that are more cooling or something um i don't know like maybe have a cold shower or something just to help balance it out and it's like ah the reason I was feeling like that was because I was just a bit a a bit heated like there was quite a lot of fire in my body and I found that really interesting as well to learn about Ah, I wonder if that's why I love wild swimming so much then because the cold water just you know and 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 it's got to be in nature you know because that's when I'm grounded I'm like feet in the sand or the rocks got my wee padding things on and then the sun and the, and the cold water, it just snaps you out of it, you know? Yeah, that might be what it is then. Mm-hmm. You can find out your, I think it's your dosha type. We've got a, a, a specific dosha type and that helps you work out whether you've got too much heat in your body or you're more um, 
I think it's like heat and yeah, wet, so like more uh, dampness, like I think that's the kind of term. Um, so yeah, you find out what yours is and then you can look at ways to balance that if there's too much mm-hmm. to help bring that down and balance it out. But mm-hmm. I, I love it all. I just find it so, so interesting. Oh, it's amazing. I know the Chinese sign, I'm an earth. Like, I, right. I don't know if you know anything yeah. about that, but um, I'm an earth. I thought I'd be water because I just love being in the water. But... Yeah. So do you do wild swimming then? This is something I'm wanting to get into next now as well. Honestly, it's amazing. Like I went, I got a bit cocky because I hadn't been in a few weeks, been quite busy, uh, homeschooling and weather and all that. And um, Bonnie came in with me, she's eight and she just nailed it. And it was so cold. I got cocky. I was like, right, I'm not going to take the white suit again. I'm just, you know, it must have warmed up a bit. Just go in my bikini. <laughs> oh, it's like, why didn't I bring the wetsuit? Because I can last longer with a wetsuit. Uh, but Bonnie and I went in and just our wee cozies, no wetsuit, and she was in, like she was going for it. She was buzzing. Um, caught the reservoir was Baltic, so you need to keep going. I, I'm thinking of getting one of those barrels in the garden, you know, that I can keep up the practice. I'm doing a Wim Hof course um, again. Wow. I, been to a Wim Hof kind of training, uh, Wim Hof kind of event and stuff, but I'm going to do the proper training um, as I'm just finishing the energy stuff. But um, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. Can't recommend it enough for the mojo and just for taking that vibration up. But you know, I've been doing it for over two years now. So you kind of need to just keep persevering with it and make sure you, you don't go on your own and you, you have hot fluids and you you know, you have like a hot water bottle to stick up and, and warm your core. And yeah. yeah, there's lots of things you, you need to know, like from a safety point of view, but it's just, okay. yeah, it's a real spiritual practice for me, actually. I just, yeah, I'm flying after it. I love it. So you've got, especially if you're so near the coast, you need to get involved. I, I keep going for walks and I see people doing it and I'm like, I really want to try it. Uh-huh. I was thinking I probably need to get a wetsuit just to kind of start doing it because it'll be quite nice. Yeah. just nice. Yeah, a good time to start with no wetsuit would be towards the end of summer because the water's all heated up and then you still get that wee buzz, you know, and going into autumn. But yeah, honestly, I love it. So send me a picture if you go. I will. I always ask at the end, um, have you got like a mojo injection song for people to to listen or to add to their playlist? What really gets you going? You can have a couple if you're struggling to think of just one. I'm going to double check because I've had I've created like a power women playlist recently. <laughs> oh, power women, and you certainly are that, my dear. Powerful women, I've called it. And I was like, what songs light me up? <laughs> um, so I've got quite a few. The recent one I've been listening to, which I really like, is from Megan Trainer called Me Too. Okay, I will. And it's all on. about like, you know, owning it, like, you know, you love yourself you're you know powerful women mm-hmm. um so yeah i really like that now it's a good kind of uplifting song for me to get my vibes up oh. um, and another one that i really like is shut up and dance oh. a good one. who sings that shut up and dance with me oh yeah shut up and dance do, 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 do my destiny i say ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> another good one just for the morning and get you started because I love having a few tunes on in the morning before I start my day and just jump about like a crazy shake person it. shake it like a 
<laughs> well, it's been honestly amazing chatting to you. So much knowledge and inspiration, and I love it. So thank you so much. Thank and um, you. thank you for being on the Mojo Injection. And I know everyone who's who's been drawn to this episode, 119, it will be um, you know, is here for a reason. We all need to hear different things at different times. So I think the intention is that people are really going to get a lot from this, whatever they need to hear. So thank you so much for bringing it today. You're awesome. And yeah, just all the good vibes sent to you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been lovely to talk to you. And um, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. So thank you. Oh, I'm delighted. Thank you so much. So guys, Megan Trainer. To me too for your playlist shake about don't take yourself too seriously work it own it oh yeah love that conversation i'm so inspired i'll put a blog out about it this week guys mummyjojo.com right this is a good mantra for the morning how about this one i thank god every day that i woke up feeling this way and i can't help loving myself and i don't need nobody else uh -huh. this is how we need to feel in the morning wake up feel it be happy to be yourself i'd wanna be me too i'd wanna be me too i'd wanna be me too because you want to be yourself you don't want to be anyone else yes turn up that bass guys shake your ass enjoy that song this week it's been amazing to have you here all the love turn the bass up oh yeah baby own it let's go then i woke up feeling this way and i can't help loving myself and i don't need nobody else ah. I wanna be me too. I'd wanna be me too. Cause why would you wanna be someone else? Why would you wanna be? We are more than enough. I wanna be me too. Oh, all the love guys. Really enjoyed that. So much mojo to you. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Mm, I'd wanna be me too. Oh yeah.